the street with the big blue way down low. Ain't no sound but the sound of his feet. Machine guns ready to go. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. To the sound of the beat, yeah. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone, and another one gone. Another one bites the dust, yeah. Alright, welcome back, welcome back We done reached week 12, the second week of the playoffs It's your boy TJ Go ahead and introduce that man, the one, the only Mr. BP, how you doing? What's up man, we back another day man It's a blessed day man Coming in and just got this deal man This sponsorship from Clitter Power Great car game. Everybody go check that thing out. So that's the great news we got. Breaking news on that. But let's go ahead and get to this thing that we here for. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and start this recap of Week One in the playoffs. wasn't too many surprises, but you know we're gonna go ahead and start off with the main one that made me and you both look like a fool. But I'm happy they did because that's another Hillsborough County team that won. Shout out to them boys, Chambo, Chamberlain, Cheese, twenty five, Rockledge, thirteen. Man, hey, we gotta let just let everybody know, man. We both was wrong on this thing. That made us look crazy because uh, Rockledge, man, was said to be the number one team in this bracket. Man, the people had Rockledge just basically just walking through because they was holding the you know home field advantage mm-hmm. throughout the playoffs. So uh, for Chamberlain to come in and fight after that big victory they had a week before prior to playing against Rockledge, man, for those guys to come out and fight hard and, and come out with victoriously but with against a tough, stout team in Rockledge. Man, that says a lot about the coaching staff and the players. Yes, sir. Like you said, to go on the road and battle this team, like this wasn't a trash team. So we want to give a big shout-out to Chamberlain, man. Congratulations, you guys. You made us look yes, crazy. Sir. We proud. Happy for you, man. All yes, right. Sir. Next game, we had Port Charlotte 21, Hillsboro 6. Man, Port Charlotte. Port Charlotte, we, we both had Hillsboro coming out and losing the game, man. I'm, I'm glad Hillsboro actually fought hard. They made it to the playoffs. They had a young group. But, like I said, Port Charlotte was a bit too much, man. A few more athletes, and I think they had a stout senior uh, senior class, man. So, um, we just say, man, good job for Hillsborough for fighting hard, but Port Charlotte was a bit too much. I agree. I think Hillsborough had a good season. They were young. The puppies took their lumps. Next year, I wouldn't want to play Hillsborough. If they all stayed there, that's going to be a tough team to beat. Right. All right, we had Tech 52, Vieira 13. We both kind of figured Tech was going to go up there and handle business the way they did. Yeah, man. We kind of figured Tech was going to come out and dominate. The Vieira team kind of been, to me, uh, I felt it was kind of weak for the most part. They didn't have a good team the last couple of years. Uh, so kind of felt Tech was overmatched with them, even though Tech did have like a lower seed. But Tech, being the team that they are, man, the hard-fought team, great coaching staff, great players. And those guys over there just have a will to win for some kind of way they're able to pull out victories that many don't think they can do. So, good job for Tampa Bay Tech. Yes, sir. So, we had Stephanie Christian, 35, Zephyr Hills Christian Academy, 6. Yes, sir, man. New kind of figure, man, going to the game that Stephanie Christian had, too, a little bit too many athletes. Uh, that's That receiver, man, he's a ball player. Oh, yeah, Mr. Uh, Michael Trigg, man. Yes, sir. And then just feel like Zephyr Hills, man, they were kind of – Undermatching this game again, Jeff, uh, Sefford Christian had more athletes, so that's why we were able to determine who was going to come out victorious in that game. So, Zephyr Hills, good job for those guys fighting hard, but Sefford Christian was a bit too much, yes, sir. We want to give out a shout out to Mr. Trigg, man. He's been picking up major offers these last few days, man. Congratulations. We got Armwood 57, Melbourne 0. We both kind of figured Armwood was going to blow through them pretty easily. Yeah, we kind of figured that, man. Just the, out. <laughs> yeah, just the the actual uh, record itself. Melbourne coming from that bracket, they really wasn't too competitive to me. Uh, they actually got the seed over Plant City, which I thought Plant City should have got the uh, opportunity to play in the playoff game. But uh, good game by Arnwood. We don't have to talk about them too much. You know, that was a big-time victory, mm-hmm. so we'll move on to the next game. All right. Semi Osceola, 58. Riverview, 21. Oh man, TJ, we both said coming to this thing, we said Kasemi Osceola normally keep dogs in their team. We were both right, man. Um, we felt we both felt like Riverview had like a watered down schedule. They really didn't play too many people as far as we didn't think it was that competitive, the teams that they were playing. So man, we just kind of felt like 
because Sammy Osceola, knowing who they are, uh, knowing how they're built and make up, man, we just kind of felt like Kasemi was going to be too much, and we were right with that 58-21 score. Yes, I agree. I think Osceola was more battle-tested. You can't fault Riverview. They played who was on their schedule, and they did what they were supposed to do. They beat the team they were supposed to beat, but like you said, we, we kind of thought they weren't on the same level as Osceola, and Osceola kind of proved that. We got Tampa Catholic 35, Lemon Bay 6. Yeah, man, good job by Coach Jerry's, man. I want to congratulate him, man, for getting his team together, man, getting those boys to believe in what he's doing as far as on the coaching, him and his coaches, uh, the players, the, uh, JT Taylor, man, being the leader that he is, man. you got guys following behind that great leadership. Uh, start, again, starting with the head coach. Those guys uh, came out victorious, and, man, we're happy to, to see Tampa Catholic moving on. Yes, sir. That not not too much of a surprise. We both thought Tampa Catholic was going to handle business. Gaither forty seven, Boca twenty seven. Man, those Cowboys just found a way to, to win. Man, those Cowboys coming out, they proved they're proving people wrong all year long. Um, keeping the close were all before going to the playoffs. Man, we just knew that they were strong. Um, and the the thing with that man, they came out and played against a decent Boca Seagull team. Let's see if they can keep the momentum going this week when they face Clearwater Tornadoes. Yes, sir. You know, Gator going against Pinellas these next few weeks. They already Hillsboro 1-0 against Pinellas right now. We right. got Bloomingdale 14, Winter Haven 7. That was the one Man. we split on right there. I think I took Bloomingdale to win. Yeah, you took Bloomingdale. I was wrong. I went with Winter Haven. Man, I just thought Winter Haven was going to be a team that was going to fight hard and, and come out and, you know, dominate with defense, man. But, hey, it's football. It's Friday Night Lights. Playoff time. Bloomingdale, Hillsborough County, they're showing how strong they are, man, coming out and dominating every opponent that they pretty much face, man. I think Hillsborough County would have lost maybe one or two games throughout the playoffs. Yeah, I think we lost one, two, three, including the game where we had two Hillsborough County teams playing each other. That Bloomingdale okay. Winter Haven game was a close game, man. All the way until the fourth quarter, I believe Bloomingdale got a pass, caught a pass, a touchdown with like six to seven minutes left, I believe. End up taking that game, winning fourteen to seven. But that was a close game. They showed a lot of toughness to overcome being on the road, playing without a couple key players, and getting that W. Yeah, man, they fought hard, and again, man, it goes out to the leadership, the seniors that are on that team, taking pride and following behind the coaching staff. And good job, man. But they got a big task coming up against those Armwood Hawks this week. But let's go ahead and move on. All right. Dr. Phillips, 28. Leonard, 7. Woo! Again, man, Orlando. <laughs> kind of we felt Dr. Phillips going to be too strong with all the athletes. We know Leonard came in with a nice run game. But when you go to the playoffs again and you're facing a lot of athletes, you got to be able to uh, match up. And this matchup that I thought was, was not a good matchup for Leonard. And was proven right, man. Dr. Phillips came out victorious. And Dr. Phillips move on. Good shot for Leonard for uh, making it to the playoffs, man. And uh, you guys, wish you guys well. Yes, sir. Leonard was my surprise team. So they made it to the playoffs. They had a good season. They just ran into a, sometimes ran into a team that's a little bit better. We got Jesuit 45, Ewe Galley 9. I think we both agreed that we thought Jesuit was going to be too much for them. Jesuit never gets beat in the first round. Right, man. Good coaching staff uh, with Coach Thomas, man. Thompson, man, he's actually doing a good job with that group ever since he, he left Orangewood. He's bringing that same uh, mind frame, same intensity, uh, tenacity, uh, game plan, uh, dominating on defense, and letting your playmakers make plays for you. So good job for Jesuit. Mm-hmm. And our last game was Steinbrenner 49, Newsom 20. <laughs> Steinbrenner, I believe he got the first playoff victory. For in school history, man, that, that says a lot about the program, the direction that they're going. Um, love to see the success from the Steinbrenner program, the quarterback with great leadership, um, the run game, special teams. Man, they're doing all three phases of the game, and they're competing. They're doing a great job. Good job, Steinbrenner. Yes, great sir. season for Newsom as well, man. You guys fought hard all season long, meaning they think you guys would be a, a decent team, a playoff team, and you guys fought hard, but you ran into a good group. Yes, sir. So, yes, good season for Newsom. They were one of my surprise teams as well. They finished strong. They made it to the playoffs. Nothing to hang your head on, man. That was a good season. All right, so now we're going to get into these Week 2 playoff previews. We're going to start in Class 2A, Region 3. We got Sefna Christian, 8-3, going against Northside Christian, 8-2. Just a little keynote about Northside Christian. They're coached by former book Mike Allstott. Some key players to watch in this game. We got number 12 for North, 
Northside Christian Gardner. He's their quarterback. He has a 16 touchdowns and seven interceptions. They have a running back, number six, Hilton. He had 1,751 rushing yards and 24 touchdowns. They have a receiver, number 11, Brian James. He had 568 yards, five reception, receiving TDs. And then number three, Bowles, is another receiver. He had six receiving TDs. And for Seth and the Christian, we already talked about Michael Trigg, number five. The running back, Isaiah Knowles, number 11, and then their quarterback, Justin Stubbs. So tell me what you think about this game, BP. This game, man, I think it's going to be – it's going to come down to coaching. I believe it's going to come down to coaching. I know North uh, Northeast Christian, they have uh, a good coaching staff, guys proven as far as NFL. But that, for the most part, will save you. But when you have an athlete like in Triggs, man, he's going to have mismatch problems. They're going to be able to run the game with Stephanie Christian. I got to go with Stephanie Christian, man. Stephanie Christian, I feel like they're going to be a little bit more dominant in this game as far as uh, special teams and uh, defense. But Triggs, man, he's a big-time player, and I look forward to make big plays this week. I agree. I think Stephanie Christian is going to win. I f- believe Northside Christian is going to try to establish the running game because uh, they're running back Hilton. He has 1,751 yards, 24 touchdowns. So that just lets you know he's majority of their offense. I think if Seth and the Christian could slow down that run game, they have enough explosive athletes that play both sides that they can get the job done. Yeah, man, because Triggs, man, alone is is like he's a big-time talent. I think right now I believe uh, – shout out to Big County Prep. Big County Prep has uh, Triggs uh, ranked as a top uh, top three player in Hillsborough County, mm-hmm. um, surrounding county. So uh, Triggs, man, he's going he gonna, to he gonna command double-team, triple-team, and uh, Seth and the Christian should be able to capitalize off of that. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to move up to Class 3A, Region 3. We got our first rematch of the playoffs right here. Clearwater Central Catholic, 8-3, versus Berkeley Prep, 8-1. Berkeley Prep won the first game in his first match of this 21-14 in the regular season. Man, honestly, to tell you again, man, I I really believe, man, behind Harold and that group, that guys they have have over there, man, I believe that – Berkeley Prep is going to win this game again. Um, I got to I got to go with the Hillsborough County team. You know, I, I have all respect for CCC. For the most part, they've been dominating for the last couple of years in this bracket. Um, they've been, you know, going to the third or fourth round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But this year, I just feel it's the year that Berkeley Prep beat C, a good CCC team two times. I agree. For CCC, you have number seven, the quarterback, Bureau. He has seven passing touchdowns at 894 yards. And they had running back number 22, Niles, who had 1,663 yards and 23 touchdowns. Berkeley Prep, we got our number four, Rump, the quarterback, 879 yards, nine touchdown passes. Number three, you got those two sophomore sensations. Number three, Townsend, with 691 yards, 12 touchdowns. And then number 20, Bates, with 866 yards, 10 touchdowns. And they got... Garcia, number two, which is just an athlete, he lines up at quarterback, receiver, and running back. He has 516 yards and six touchdowns. I think Berkeley Prep is going to be a little bit too much. I think they're going to get the W. They're, right. they're not going to allow CCC to impose their will running the ball, I believe. And I don't right. think CCC has enough on defense to slow down that triple head running attack. You know when they get Harold back there as well, too. Yeah, man, and I got to say this about Townsend. When you said Townsend, that kid being a sophomore, man, that kid is going to be an elite ball player. That kid, like we posted him as far as one of our dolls of the day, that kid is, like, explosive. His jump cut is next level. I'm talking about, like, uh, Frank Gore-type jump cut with power. Um, when you see this kid, how explosive he is when he's running the ball, man, it's just it's a great, it's a good thing to see. And like you said, man, he's a, he's a sensation, sophomore sensation. So, I got to go, like you said, we're going to go with Berkeley Prep on this one here. And I think those guys are going to just come out and be able to oppose their will, opposed to uh, CCC doing it to them. Yeah. So, and it's at Berkeley Prep, so I think that's going to help as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Class 4A, Region 3, we got Temple Catholic versus American Heritage, Dale Ray. Some key players for American Heritage. They have number 16, a quarterback, Bohanan. He has 1,956 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, but he also has six interceptions. We have number six, Willis, their running back. He ran for 1,025 yards and five touchdowns. 
They have number two, Colby, and number seven, Potts, their receivers. Colby has seven touchdowns. Potts has five touchdowns, but he also plays DB. He has five interceptions. And then number five, Brown, he has five interceptions as well for American Heritage. Well, TJ, man, we all we love Coach Coach Jarius at, T, at TC Tampa Cali. You guys have fought well. Uh, don't listen to me on this, but what I'm going to say, but you know, I want you guys to come out and fight hard. But you guys are running into a machine at American Heritage. Uh, we got Later on, we're going to have a, a guest that's going to speak on a, a little bit in depth about American Heritage. And I'm telling you, man, American Heritage is a good football team. For the last couple of years, they've been losing in the state championship or losing to the, uh, the game before, losing to the state champion. And so you guys are going to run into a brick wall here, and I'm taking American Heritage. I just feel like it's a it's an older group, uh, it's mature, and I feel like a good team is going to dominate Tampa Catholic. It's going to be some good matchups. Can Tampa Catholics, Crutchfield, and Taylor do something in the passing game against Potts and Brown, those two cornerbacks of American Heritage? But I agree with you. I think Tampa Catholics a little too young for what they're getting ready to face with American Heritage. I think this is the round they go out and American Heritage moves on. Yes, sir. Got to go with American Heritage in the situation. I love our Tampa boys, but right now when you talk about playoff play and you run into a machine like American Heritage, um, it's going to be lights out. I got American Heritage winning this game. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Class 5A, Region 3, we have Chamberlain at 7-4 with a rematch against Jesuit at 9-2. Jesuit won the first game, twenty-four to thirteen. Man, if if Tampa Catholic, not Tampa Catholic, I'm sorry, sorry about that. No disrespect. If Chamberlain come out here this week and play like they played last week against Rockledge, Chamberlain wins this game. But if Chamberlain come out here and they're they feel like they they deserve to win this game, I see Jesuit just just basically dominating this game, opposing their will on offense, the offensive line. Uh, with a good passing game, decent passing game with Kelly, but man, I just can't see can't see Jesuit winning this game after how Rocklet Lockett lost to Chamberlain. Chamberlain defense came to play that game. Are they gonna come to play this week? What do you think, TJ? Um, it's gonna be very interesting to see can Johnny Walker and that defensive line give Jesuit's offensive line some problems because that's where the game is gonna be won at right there. I think Chamberlain, these last two weeks, when they played against Steinbrenner, they played against Rockledge, they've seen two explosive uh, explosive offenses in Steinbrenner. They've seen a physical team in Rockledge, and they were able to handle both of those. I, I agree with you, man. If Chamberlain come in ready to handle business, I think they're going to upset Jesuit. I think Jesuit go down this week, man. I got, I'm with you, man. I got James, I got Chamberlain with the upset over Jesuit, man. I just feel like athletic-wise, Chamberlain – is the better team. Um, coaching staff, I might have to go with Chamberlain again with the coaches. I know Jesuit has a lot going on over there. They have proven guys. But I just feel like Chamberlain, man, those guys on defensive line, man, Johnny Walker, Ash, uh, the safety number 25, he plays both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. re- receiver as well too. I just think Chamberlain has too many athletes. If they put it together and they can make plays and don't turn the ball over, I think Chamberlain's going to be going to win this game. And I'm talking about I'm not going to call it no victory as far as points spread anything in the playoffs because anything can happen. But I like Chamberlain this week, bro. I'll say this, too. It's very hard to beat a team two times in one season. Right. Especially when it's a team that's from the same area as you and they feel like you shouldn't have beat them the first time. Yeah. So, you know, they got like an extra chip on their shoulder. Like, all right, y'all got lucky the first time. So now we finna come and handle business. So... I this, think it's going to be a good game. I think this is our game of the week, if I'm not mistaken. This is, right? our, this is our game of the week, and we didn't call it, but this is the game of the week, TJ. Mm-hmm. And me, I want to call Joe out. Joe Hodge. Come mm-hmm. on. Can I get the Joe Hodge that everybody in Tampa know about? The kid that's like the, the human joystick type. <laughs> um, the Dante Hall. Man, listen. We want we want to see uh, Joe Hodge be the player that he's capable of being. The one that was at UCLA going viral. The one that was at Under Armour going viral on people. That's the one I want to see. The one who, on the punt return last week, who ate the Rockless team up. Who uh, he said on on his Twitter page, "You got." I'm like, I'm like a Christmas gift. You got to wrap me up. That's what I like <laughs> to see. And that's what I want to hear this week. I want Joe to go off this week against Jesuit. I want Chamberlain to win this game. Hey, we'll see. You got my offensive player of the year, and Kelly. I don't think he's gonna go down without a fight now. Well, that's true, man. Hey, I, I, like I said, man, it's gonna be a good game, man. I love, I love Kelly. 
But I think right now, man, Chamberlain just on a roll, man. They done beat two good teams. They tested in the playoffs. They went they went and battled against the number one team in the, the whole state for that classification, and they knocked them boys off. So I got to go with Chamberlain. All right. Until they prove me wrong. No problem, no problem. Now we moving up to Class 6A Region 2. Another great game. We got Clearwater 9-2 versus Gaither 10-1. Man, let me tell you a little something about this, man. I heard some rumbling going on. You know, I live over in the Pinellas County area, man. So I heard some things going on with uh, the Clearwater team and Gaither. It was a little 7-on-7 battle they had going on where it was something that some some people got upset with one another and they was having a little battle at, at a camp. And I think Clearwater ended up getting the best of uh, Gaither in 7-on-7. But not so fast. This right here is 11-man football. I got to go with them Gaither Cowboys. The Gaither Cowboys have been my team all year long until they ran into Arnwood. But, you know, that was that was uh, expected. But I got to go with Gaither Cowboys, man. With that with Tony B back there, Jalen Menendez, Speedy, uh, Coleman, um, uh, Okaduke, it's just going to be too much, man, for uh, – for this team that they're playing against in Clearwater, man. Okay, let me give you some key players for Clearwater. We got number 12, their quarterback, Montier. He has 2,212 passing yards with 24 mm. touchdowns. Mm. Number two, Jeter, their running back, 435 yards, seven touchdowns. Number three, Bradley, 415 yards, five touchdowns. And then number five, their leading receiver, Murray, he has 984 yards with 14 touchdowns. Yeah, we, we see it's clearly that they want to throw that thing around. So, they to me, they're a good passing team. That's probably why they, they beat uh, Gaither in the 7-on-7. Seven seven. So, that says right there what they're trying to do. The quarterback has has had success. But, I man, like, again, man, it's 11-man football. You got you got pressure coming at you from all over the place. The way Gaither played against Arnwood, and they held Arnwood on the 14 points. And, basically, Arnwood only scored seven points of offense. Mm-hmm. So, by Gaither doing that, they're going to come out again, like saying if a team can come out and, and – and uh, perform how they perform against the number one team in the state. I gotta go with Gaither, man. I got Gaither beating Clearwater in a good fashion, man. I'm not talking about woodshed fashion, but I'm just like at least by ten points. I got Gaither Cowboys. I agree. I think Gaither's gonna win. I think the matchup to watch here would be that receiver Murray versus Jordan. I can never pronounce his name. Okaduke. Yes, against him, that's gonna be a good matchup to mat watch. But I also agree with you. I don't know nothing about their seven on seven, but I know on Friday when them pads get on, it's a whole different right. story. It's a whole other <laughs> ball game, baby. Put that eleven on eleven. Like Or would always say, hate to say Or we talk about Gaither. They say people talk trash. Or would always win seven on seven championships. They say, you know what? But I guarantee you gonna see us in the state championship because we're eleven on eleven team, not a seven on seven team. Hey, that but physicality, a whole different story. I agree. I think Gaither, their offense is gonna be a little too much for Clearwater. Gator just have athletes, and I don't think Pinellas, the only team in Pinellas that probably got a chance at beating them would be Lakewood, and they're not in their class. So Gator don't got nothing to worry about with that. (laughs) Correct. All right, Class 7A Region 2, we got Bloomingdale at Arnwood. Arnwood won the first meeting 28-0. Man, and the thing about it, Arnwood had like four players, uh, key players that didn't play that game when they beat uh, Bloomingdale 28-0. Uh, main thing and uh, Jai Hall, man, a receiver, he didn't even play, and I believe, uh, well, I think he got kicked out of the game or something like that. We mm-hmm. suspended, um, but he didn't play the entire game. So, man, I think he's gonna come out. They're gonna get him going early, and you got you got uh, Montgomery going back to his old players against his old teammates. It's just gonna be Arnwood's gonna win this game again. We don't really have to stay on this long. I think the defense <laughs> is gonna dominate um, this this victory. I'm ready to see next week. I'm looking forward to next week. But those guys got to come out and play. But uh, we got Arnwood winning this game. I agree. I think Arnwood is going to win. As long as you got Pender and Watson in the middle and that boy EJ coming off the edge. Correct. I think it's going to be a little bit too much for Bloomingdale again. Yes, the sir. next game we got is 7A. We got Tampa Bay Tech at 8-3, traveling over to play Lakeland at 11-0. Some key players for Lakeland. We know we haven't talked about them much. They got number one, Bowman, who's committed to Clemson. He has 1,328 yards, 19 TDs. They got number five, Martin, 375 yards. He has 14 TDs. And number 10, Arian Smith, he has 363 receiving yards and eight total touchdowns. I'm going to tell you like this, man. <laughs> you know what? You know you know how Ezekiel Elliott played? Play, who is Ezekiel Elliott play for? Cowboys? Yes. So guess what? The Lakeland Dreadnoughts have something called the Baby Cowboys. <laughs> the offensive line, 
the offensive line that Bowman's running behind, you got that machine running behind them, that offensive line, that stout guys, averaging 6'3", 290 pounds, 280 pounds <laughs> each. Man, it's going to be, listen, I want Tampa Bay Tech, I love, like I said, we'll t- all Hillsborough County, we want Hillsborough County to represent you guys. I would like Tampa Bay Tech to come in there and hit Lakeland in the mouth. I, I really want to. But the thing is, Lakeland are defending champs. Uh, we have seen Plant City stand up in the paint with Lakeland for the for the beginning of like the first and second quarter while Plant City played them. So we can we can uh, probably see a good game at the start. Can Tampa Bay Tech keep the game close and going into the fourth quarter? That's the thing. What do you think? I say this. I watched Lakeland in person, and they're not the Lakeland of last year. Their right. defensive line is a whole. Their defense as a whole is a whole like a step behind from last year. The question, like you said, is can be can Tampa Calf not Tampa Catholic, but Tampa Bay Tech keep the game? Their defense stay disciplined because you know Lakeland runs that little wing T right. with all that speed out there. So can they stay disciplined, fill them holes? I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think because I don't think Lakeland's just going to run the ball all over Tech. Tech got athletes out there, but I question can Tech put up the points needed to beat Lakeland though. Right. It's going to have to be – honestly, I would want this game to rain. I would want to see a rainy game where Lakeland has to have their best performance in the rain. Like, I would want to see that to slow the game down for Tampa Bay Tech. I just feel like with the offensive line and that machine running behind those guys, man, it's just going to be a bit too much. They have a mobile quarterback who came over from another from another program. Yeah, he came from they Lake Wells, I believe. All, yeah, they have an All-American ride receiver um, as well who's playing the U.S. Army All-American game. Man, it just I just think Lakeland's a bit too much, man, but I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if Tampa Bay Tech could keep this game closer. If Tampa Bay Tech could win a, the turnover battle, Tampa Bay Tech might come home with a victory. I might but sound I crazy go right here. I'm going with Tech, man. Oh, you go you gonna take Tampa Bay Tech? I'm gonna go with I got I like Tech, man. I, only thing that's holding me up is that it's at Lakeland and I know how it is when you go over there and play at Lakeland. <laughs> bro, bro, it's gonna be listen. <laughs> Tampa Bay Tech, listen to this game. You talk, I'm talking to somebody. You, talk, you listen to somebody who played against Lakeland more than one time. Yes. <laughs> when you guys on your sideline, it's going to be people behind the gate who going to be in your ear talking trash to you, talking about your mama, talking about how you look or whatever the case might be, what your shoe strings look like, what your shoes look like, what kind of cleats you got on. Don't worry about that nonsense. Don't worry about the cowbells going off. Don't worry about like the, the cannon, cannon shot. Yes. Don't worry about the smoke when Lakeland come out. And they got that pretty behind Jumbotron, Jumbotron yes. out there as well. So you guys go out there, you're looking, you're amazed about the stadium, the turf, the atmosphere is going to be sold out. You're going to have all likes of people from all Lakeland, from Lakeland all over talking trash to you. Don't worry about it, man. Just shock the world. Go ahead and shock the, the whole state of Florida by knocking these boys off. But I got to go with them Lakeland Dreadnoughts, man. I, I think Lakeland a little too much. I got my cousin over there, Willie. Mm-hmm. I think Big Willie and that offensive line going to be too much for uh, Tampa Bay Tech. I feel, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised they won. I just believe that Tech, I feel like, was going to help Tech. I don't think Lakeland's giving them the respect they should. Right, yeah. They probably going to overlook them, looking at Armwood. And I think Tech has a chip on their shoulder, man. Tech is not a bad team. It just... Right. Are they going to be able that offense? Is it going? They going to need some explosive plays to win this game. You can't rely on just running, controlling the clock hey, listen, like that. Another, another thing too, TJ. What I learned about Lakeland, you have to run Tampa Bay Tech, which is Tampa Bay Tech offensive uh, plays right in play against mm-hmm. the Lakeland team. Because ever since the early two thousands, what you got to do at Lakeland, you got to run at Lakeland. Yeah, you they small man. Running sideline to sideline, you got to run downhill and wear those guys out, and hopefully one of your running backs. To be an athlete like Trayshawn Ward in the past, you got an athlete back there who could break break a playoff and could make something happen. If Tampa Bay Tech could get explosive plays against Lakeland and they could hold down Bowman to at least the fourth quarter and they could stay in that game, man, hey, well, who knows what may happen. But, again, I just don't see it, TJ. I feel if I'm Tech, I, I got to – Lakeland got to beat me through the air. We got to find yeah. a way. You got to beat me through the air. I don't care if we got to be man and be one-on-ones out there with Arian. He's fast. But he ain't no great route runner. Yeah, so. tech, see, and tech, the thing about Tech, too, man, you, you kind of get me to start liking Tech, TJ. I won't lie to you. Tampa Bay Tech have athletes. Mm-hmm. They have guys that are in the corner position who can match up and play man-to-man, who can probably go to a quarter's defense and keep everything in front of them and force this guy to run the ball. 
we're going to put guys in the box and we're going to say, man, let's match up across the board. And you guys beat us in the passing game, you beat us, but we're not going to let Bowman beat us. Mm-hmm. That's what I that's what I would do. Hey, Bowman not going to beat me. I'm going I'm to load the box on Bowman. Somebody else got to beat me outside of Bowman. Exactly. The quarterback going to have to come to play. I'm going to put much pressure on him. I'm bringing guys in the box. I'm sending guys on blitzes from all over the place. And you got to show me that you can throw that thing around, baby. Hey, this is the last game of the year. Everything coming out tonight. If you beat yes, me, you're going to beat me at my best. It ain't going to be because I played passive and I was afraid. We coming, we coming at you. I can tell you one thing. Tampa Bay Tech with that big offense line themselves and the coaching staff, show got a lot of – those guys got a lot of attitude and grit that they're not just going to come out there and lay down. Now, Lakeland mm-hmm. going to have to come to play. It ain't going to be no game where Tampa Bay Tech is coming to the game against Lakeland. And Lakeland say, oh, we finna get this victory. Tampa Bay Tech ain't gonna see them like that now because they do play against Orangewood every year, so they ain't gonna see that. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're gonna move up to our final game, Class 8A Region 2. We got Sarasota Review at 9-2 versus Steinbrenner at 10-1. Oh, man. Um, last week was a week against the go with Sarasota Review because of athletes, man, but I just think Steinbrenner's a better team. I gotta go with Steinbrenner, man. They're a Cinderella team this year. I'm going to ride with Steinbrenner to win this game. Um, I think with the quarterback, the leadership that he has, and that that guy, I think he's he's coming out to be an offensive player of the year candidate. Uh, what's his running back? Stylus or something Stylus, like that? Yes, yes. Stylus. He's, yes, man, that's your guy, man. He's actually performing well on offense as well as uh, special teams for his team. And I got to go with uh, Steinbrenner to win this game. Yeah, I agree. I think Steinbrenner's going to – offense is going to be too much for Sarah to review. Sarah's review is a good team, but they don't really put up points like that. If you're going to beat Steinman, you need to put up at least 24, 24 or more, and I don't see Sarah's review doing that against them. Yes, sir. All right. With that, we're going to go ahead and take this break. Go ahead and give a shout-out to our main sponsor, ClearPile.com. Go get your educational card game. It's fun. Everybody can play it from your small children to the adults. When we get back from this break, we're going to bring on to South Florida Recruiting legend Larry Bluestein. Please stay tuned. He got some valuable information to share. At night I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark. Visions of bodies being burned. Four walls closing in, getting bigger. I'm paranoid, sleeping with my finger on the trigger. My mother's always stressing I ain't living right. But I ain't going out without a fight See every time my eyes close I start sweating and blood starts coming out my nose It's somebody watching the act But I don't know who it is so I'm watching my back I can see him when I'm deep in the covers When I awake I hear a car burning rubber He owns a black hat like I own A black suit and a cane like my own Some might say take a chill beat But I can't G cause there's somebody trying to kill me I'm popping in the grip when the wind blows Every 20 seconds got me peeping out my window Investigating the joint for traps Checking my telephone for taps I'm staring at the woman on the corner It's messed up when your mind is playing tricks on you Everybody know me It's like I'm a movie star But late at night Something ain't right I feel I'm being tailed By the same sucker's headlights Is it that fool That I ran off the block Or is it that clown Last week that I shot Or is it the one I beat for $5,000 Thought he had came But it was gold Metal flower Reached under my seat Got my pocket for the suckers Ain't no use to me lying I was scared of than a monster Put the left in the Popeyes and Bell got quick. If it's going down, let's get it over with. Here they come, just like I figured. I got my hand on a chrome plated trigger. When I saw, I'll make you start giggling. Three black crippling crazy senior sinners. I live by the sword. I take my boys everywhere I go because I'm paranoid. I keep looking over my shoulder and peeping around corners. My mind is playing tricks on me. Day by day it's more impossible to cope I feel like I'm the one that's doing dope Can't keep a steady hand because I'm nervous Every Sunday morning I'm in service Praying for forgiveness And trying to find an exit out the business 
I know the Lord is looking at me But yet still it's hard for me to feel happy I often drift when I drive Having fatal thoughts of suicide Bang and get it over with And then I'm worry free But that's nonsense I got a little boy to look after And if I die then my child would be a bastard I had a woman down with me But to me it seems like she was down to get me She helped me out in this But to me she was just another chick Now she's back with her mother Now I'm realizing that I love her Now I'm feeling lonely My mind is playing tricks on me All right, welcome back to Ballers in the Bay. We have a special guest this week. We have the legend, Mr. Larry Bluestein from South Florida. If you don't know who this guy is, he's everything to do with high school football recruiting in the state of Florida for at least the last 20 to 30 years, man. It's a blessing to have him on. We're going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. How are you doing today, Mr. Larry? I'm doing great. Thanks, guys, for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no, I've been... I've been at this for a long time. This is my 49th year. Oh, I man. <laughs> when I was in high school. So I've seen a, a lot of kids uh, throughout the years. And I've been doing this, whether it be for, I did it nationally for 18 years. And then uh, basically uh, for South Florida uh, and the state. I do the entire state. I go to uh, about 14 camps during the summer, everywhere from USF to Tallahassee with the Pensacola this year, uh, Jacksonville, Orlando. So I get an opportunity to see the teams uh, when they come out over on seven on sevens and also they bring their linemen so I get an opportunity and I've had that opportunity for a long time to eyeball kids and that's that's huge for me because um, I'm you know I'm old school and uh, you know old school with a computer now and everything <laughs> when I first started uh, we uh, we didn't have any of that we had a typewriter and changing our pockets for a payphone and um, that was it and uh, but I, I've been very fortunate to keep up uh, over the years with with all the you know all the uh, electronic media and and I you know I have over a hundred thousand people follow me on all my platforms so and I do you know for uh, Twitter is probably our strongest but we do Facebook and Instagram and and just any any way we can you know keep uh, but what, what I do is like I said I, I, I approach everything kind of an old school way you know I mean it's like uh, I, I'm not a shortcut guy I gotta go see people yes, right? sir. I, mean, I can't just take anybody's opinion and you know and run with it and I know a lot of people do that and you know God bless them but, but that's not me I've never been that's what I think that's why I have the passion for it it's because I get an opportunity to see these kids and I saw uh, upwards of a hundred games uh, this year huh. already uh, 96 parts of 96 games this year because the outcomes don't really make a difference to me it's just eyeballing the kids you know when right. you talk about you know I went from uh, Vero Beach and I went to, down to Port St. Lucie and to Stewart in one in one night you know mm-hmm. just to see six teams uh, and a bunch of kids so that, wow. that's what I'm about and I've done that for a long time and I've done it whether it be at print or for radio or and TV and I'm proud that we've had a a radio show every uh, every uh, year for the last 16 years in, in one of the largest markets in Miami and, and Fort Lauderdale. So, and we get a lot of national guests, we get a lot of regional guests, and uh, it's good. And, and I enjoy it. And that's basically what I do. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. That. Go ahead, PJ. All right. So, my first question for you, I know you kind of dabbled into it right there, but what first got you into covering high school sports? Well, I had a friend in. And when I was going to high school, I went to North Miami High School, and um, his—he was really good. But there's nobody who really looked at him. So back then, we had these kind of big reel-to-reel 16 millimeter film. So what I did is I mailed his away to, to uh, Tennessee Martin, and uh, about—and I thought nothing of it because I, you know, I wrote a little letter, sent it to uh, UPS, and and, uh, and just you know with a little explanation about what he about, you know, a little bit some of the grades, and, and I just couldn't figure why a lot of these schools weren't looking at him, and all of a sudden, his mom calls me up one day, or actually, she called my mother up, and she said, hey, your son needs to get into this for a living, because he, he got my kid a scholarship. <laughs> wow, and, that's uh, amazing. Then, um, you know, I've had the passion. I was a baseball guy who played some football. I was a kicker, and I played tight end, but mostly my thing was baseball, but, but because I've had, had so many friends that, that were into the football, I got really into it, and yeah. I enjoyed it, and, then, and I saw how hard they worked, and how little people would, you know, back in the day, it's not like now, you know, I mean, you, you, yeah, have, a, you, you have a spring game, and you have like 60 college coaches back there, you're lucky if you had 60 
college coaches in a year. So, right. <laughs> that was how I that's how I started, and, and a lot of people, you know, uh, you know, they looked at it and they go, "Wow, you know, that's great that you do that." And and then when you see the results of these kids, actually, you know, you evaluate them as tenth graders, and then by the time they're juniors and college coaches are looking at them, and they come up to you and they, you know they start calling you and, and asking you your opinion, and that's how it started, and uh, it hasn't stopped since. And uh, you know, we're, we're going on year fifty. <laughs> in high school, and uh, yeah, and I, like I said, I enjoy it immensely. It's uh, I see games, I see live games, and it's important. Okay, so since you said go, I'm gonna go back. I know 50 years is that's a half percent long yeah. time. So what I'm gonna do is when you say 50 years of covering uh, high school sports, I just want to ask you one thing. Like, what? Who you say would be your top player that you have ever covered? I know it's a long time. You might have to go back, but yeah. I would like to know that. Well, there's three guys that are in the state of Florida that I had a chance to see firsthand, and you know you get a chance to lit, hear that, hear about them when they're younger, and then you finally get a chance to see them. One was Emmett Smith. I had a chance to see Emmett uh, run the ball at Escambia High School in Pensacola, mm-hmm. uh, and I just figured, you know, he was a man child. He <laughs> run people over, he run away from them. Uh, you know, not blazing speed, but really good speed, and he had great balance. So he was one. The other was Deion Sanders. And the reason why Dion wasn't so much football, but I watched him play baseball, mm-hmm. and I was like freaked out that this kid who I saw play defensive back and wide receiver at, at North Fort Myers High School uh, was that good in baseball. I mean, he—I mean, he wasn't just a slap that type of guy. You know how a lot of these kids say, "Well, I play baseball." I don't know right. if you remember Elijah Duke yes, uh, back yes. in the day. Yeah. Well, you know, Elijah was one of those guys. You know that you could tell this guy could play. You know, mm-hmm. he could play the game. Uh, yet in our span, also from Tampa Catholic, the same mm-hmm. type of guy. So I saw him, and, and I couldn't believe he was so good. I mean, he would hit opposite field and automatically get a double or a triple. And then the third one was a, a guy back in the day that a lot of people hadn't heard of. He was the first African-American uh, football player ever at Wisconsin. His name is Rufus Ferguson, mm. a running back, uh, five, seven, two. He was Darren Sproles before Darren Sproles. Oh, five, seven, about 210, uh, just can run over you, run away from you. Um, he, uh, you heard of Nat Moore, a great Miami Dolphin, who, uh, you know, he, he played at Miami Edison. Well, his senior year, Nat Moore had five more yards than Rufus and 70 more carries. Oh, and yeah. Joseph, yeah, this kid had like 12 yard average, oh, over a thousand yards, and uh, he was the best player, you know, and then you've seen Frank Gore and all these guys like that, and you know, Sean Taylors, mm-hmm. and then, you know, everybody from, you know, from Tampa, Jacksonville area, but hey, those three guys pop, you know, kind of stick out, and I had a chance to see Herschel Walker, too. Wow. But, you know, obviously, he was, a, he was from Wrightsville, Georgia, um, but, but those three guys, I mean, definitely Rufus Ferguson graduated in 69, 70, and then you had, in the late 70s and in the 80s, you had uh, uh, Emmett Smith, and then you had uh, Deion Sanders. So I think those three guys right there. And, and along the way, yeah, I've seen Javon Curse and I've seen all these other guys. But uh, And they were all comparable. But uh, those three guys stick out. Yes, sir. Appreciate that, man. Those are, All those guys you saw in high school are now Hall of Famers. Man, that's crazy. Yes. Go ahead, yeah, TJ. Yeah, Michael Irvin. Uh, you know, guys like Michael Irvin. Uh, he, he, because Mike and I are good friends to this day. And that's the one thing, guys, that that has been really important to me. You know, I mean, just like the other day, um, uh, you know, I take, uh, it was on Sunday and I picked up the phone and wish Teddy Bridgewater a happy birthday, you know, I mean, guys like that, you know, when you could, mm-hmm. when you have such a, a tremendous relationship with these guys over time, so Dalvin Cook, Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. um, you know, guys that I, you know, had an opportunity to watch uh, ever since they were in youth football league. And that's important to, to not only, you know, know them, but know their family. And, and you know, and that's one thing you do when you when you cover kids since their youth football, um, you know, which I have, and you know, and, and I've done it statewide. You get a chance to meet mom, dad, the cousins, and the uncles, and right. you know, and, and and the relationships, and that's how recruiting is based. And people don't realize, but you know, you, when when somebody recruits, uh, you know, somebody from anywhere, whether it be from Tampa or Jacksonville or Pensacola or Miami, uh, they do it when they're ninth and tenth graders. Yes, so sir. By, and they're seniors. These guys from like USF or Miami or whoever it is know that entire family. And right. That's what recruiting is about. And, that, and I've been really, really fortunate to be on the ground floor of a lot of those kids. Yes, yes sir. sir. Coach, you named some names when you said that. But I'm going to switch it over right quick. So, 
Who do you consider to be the top teams in South Florida this year that have the best chance to make it to state? Well, uh, you know, in 8A, I, I would say that uh, right now, Marty Palmetto, they, uh, they're stacked with a lot of juniors. Uh, yes, sir. You know, Corey Collier is a junior, and I think he's going to be one of the top uh, corners in the state next year. I think they have a really good chance. Vero Beach definitely has a good mm-hmm. chance. Deerfield's got talent. They just can't get over the hump for some reason. I mean, they've got a load of kids. You know, with Jalen Knight, yes, sir. just from FSU, and a guy Xavier Restrepo is going to Miami, Miami, and you know, on and on and on. They have the kid, the, the Michael Pratt, who's a quarterback of, who who may be the most underrated quarterback in the state of Florida. It's just he didn't get a lot of play when he was at Boca, mm-hmm. but when he came over to Deerfield, he did a great job. I think seven eight is kind of a closed issue. The same time as one, where they <laughs> kind of don't have the greatest offense in the world, their defense has got to be as good as any. But that being said, you know, if they match up against a Lakeland uh, in the state, if Lakeland gets two scores up on them, that could, you know, it could be over because Lakeland is a really good football team. So is Armwood. Uh, I think 7A, that may be St. Thomas. 6A Central's got the path, but they've got to go to Naples this week. If they can get by Naples, who's the number one seed. Don't mm-hmm. get me started on this this RPI thing because <laughs> we have a lot of teams who haven't played the schedule. I mean, we have a few, like, you look at Central schedule, they play St. Joseph of mm-hmm. Maryland and all these other, you know, and then they mix it up with Carroll City and Northwestern and all the, and Booker T and schools like that. And then they get slapped with a four seed. Yeah, you get punished. And, you know, no cut on Naples, but they got a one seed. We have that also in Booker T's district when Booker T played nine teams that are, that are, went to the playoffs and they got stuck with a four seed and had to open up with Carroll City in the first round and now they have the number one seed Gulliver and same thing with Chaminade no respect it's a two time defending state 3A champion and mm-hmm. then they got a uh, number two seed and their schedule was way better than Calvary's uh, oh. thing. but everything works out but uh, but as far I think that in 5A it's going to come down to Northwestern and Plantation Heritage that'll be a game that'll be next week Heritage and when you look at those two schools in the last six years they've won five state titles so oh it's not gosh. like just sending in <laughs> nobody uh, 4A, 4A kind of comes down I think uh, to Cardinal Gibbons who's the coming 5A state champion and Booker T and those all, them they're in the mix with universities well that's the you know how 6A down here for years, guys, was the toughest uh, district, toughest region. Now 4A is like that. Because you in your final four, you have a university school which came one, with at one point to go in the state last year. Mm-hmm. They're playing Cardinal Gibbons, which won 5A. Then you have uh, you have Gulliver Prep, which is undefeated at 10-0, and going against the Booker T. Washington team, who's really, I mean, they beat a pop in the spring mm-hmm. and in the preseason. The only two losses they have were three points essential where they were driving wow. and, and ran out of time. And the last IMG, which everybody does. Yes, right. sir. And that's just cool. I think 3A, I think Chaminade is now with Trinity Christian out of the way. Um, I think they've got a really good shot. And then 2A Champignon Catholic, uh, uh, they're, they're, they've been the state three years in a row. So, and then I, you know, and then 1A, which is kind of screwy because we only have <laughs> a handful. I think we only have one 1A team in South Florida, and that's my hopes. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, they're playing Hawthorne in their first game. And, uh, you know, and then Madison County, obviously. Madison County is kind of a funny team because they're a small school, quote unquote. They're the only game in town, but they are like a size of a 4A school. Right, you know, sir. So that's good luck for South Florida, what everybody expects, probably. Okay, but I appreciate it. They gave us a lot of knowledge, man. And the guys, people that listen to this thing about recruiting, you're the man for all of it. We love it, man. And TJ, what else you got for Mr. Matt, for my man? Okay, so my follow up question to that is. Which teams do you think from the Tampa area have the best chance to get to state? I would say from our experience, we think maybe in 6A, it's probably going to be Gaither with the best chance. 7A, we go Orangewood or Lakeland. And maybe 5A, Chamberlain, they upset Rockledge. Maybe they could keep the momentum going. But those are the three teams. I would say from the Tampa area that had the best chance. Oh, and Lakewood, which is 4A, but they're not in Tampa, but we also consider them as well. Who do you consider yours? Lakewood, which is a St. Pete. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Lakewood, you know, as well as I do, I mean, you talk about the guys that have come out of that school. Yes, sir. You know, they got as many kids in the NFL as a lot with the kid Wynn, who was a big-time player, Mm -hmm. brothers, you know, Shaquille and, you know, yeah, no, like, you can consider that a, a Tampa area team. Why not? We consider Palm Beach kids. <laughs> they're winning. <laughs> yes, Beach sir. Right, right. And so, man, 
my last my last question I have for you is just what I want to ask is like, what what gives you the drive to want to keep helping kids? Because I saw that on your page that you post, man, a couple of days ago on Twitter. You was like, you have over six thousand coaches that are going to be watching you post these kids, and I know majority of the time there's some kids that reach out to you who are not Division One talent, but I see that you still try to push these kids to try to get somewhere. What gives you that drive to want and that motivation to want to continue to do that? Well, guys, I, I see these kids working. You know, I, I'm out there in the, in the summers, and I see these kids in 100-degree weather busting their tail. And I'm figuring if they're putting in that effort, I'm going to put the effort in there to make sure that they, you know, that there's a school for them. And, you know, not everybody is a Power 5 kid. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, thank goodness now. And when I first started doing this, we had five schools that played football in the state. Yeah, three when Miami, Florida, Florida State. But we had University of Tampa back in the day, mm-hmm. and then you had the OL6, and then you have FAMU, and then you have Bethune. But now you have, uh, come next uh, um, uh, September, you have 24 schools, colleges, in wow. the state of Florida. And my big thing is to keep the kids home. You know, I'm tired of losing these kids, you know, the other the states. You know, we groom them. We have them from youth football all, all the way to camps. And, yeah, you know, when I get a chance, when I go to see the sling and shoot at USF and, and see a lot of the kids over there, and, you know, I mean, and it's great because, and, and the one thing, and I will tell you, and not just because you guys are in the Tampa area, but I find that the Tampa area coaches are probably the most cooperative and the most appreciative of what you do. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes here in South Florida, you know, you don't get that. I mean, you get guys who, you know, kind of expect you to do things because I kind of grew up with a lot of these people and most of the, the coaches now down in South Florida, around the state, I cover, you know, <laughs> yes, I covered their kids. So, you know, I mean, so to me, the drive is to, to continue to do, because I love this. I have the energy, you know, of like a 20 year old because I enjoy it. I, you know, I, it's like, you know, when we have a game the next morning, I'm up like a kid on Christmas. Right. <laughs> want to see the kids you know i want to see i want to see how they perform and we, that's why we have an, uh, every year we have another class combine it's uh, it's coming up on its 10th year we have it the first week right out of the box after the, the last day championship game is played and uh we get 250 300 kids and then and those are all underclassmen and they want and we make a promise that, that nobody else can make any kid that comes every kid that comes gets their name out everyone you know it's not like rivals or scout or you know nike that you know, have the cattle call of 2,200 kids. Mm-hmm. And most of the guys that they, that they invite, if they're not the marquee kids who yes, sell sir. their apparel, they throw the, you know, throw their names in the garbage can. We don't do that. I mean, that's not right. And so that's the one thing that if, I, if I've been known for anything, it's, it's keeping a promise of if you come to the camp, you'll be exposed. Right. Well, and so go back on that. When you said about helping the kids, we appreciate everything you've been doing these last years and the years that you have been working. What we have to do to get the say for instance, you have a kid from Tampa who feel like he's not getting the exposure, or uh, would a kid from Tampa be able to come down to your camp and get in involved yeah. in the camp? Yes, we have. Uh, in fact, we had last year, we had two kids from Clearwater Central Catholic come down. Uh, we had a, a kid from Gaither, and we had three kids from um, uh, from Newport Richie Gold. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, and this year, the same thing. We've already, and, and us being, a, it's a Friday night. And it's on the holiday because the kids get out of school for the Christmas holiday yes, on that yeah. third Wednesday or Thursday. So this is on the 20th, which is on that Friday, and it's at 5 o'clock. Uh, so even if you, let's say, you want to come over for the day and then maybe on the way back over get a hotel room, you know, around 10 o'clock in, in Naples where it might be a little bit cheaper or somewhere else, we give you that option to do that. And the kid, we've had now a lot of the kids from the Tampa area because of the fact, and that's what I push, because usually we have them at a time where it's really tough for everyone to come to. But we have a, a busload coming all the way from Orlando this year. Uh, Boom is coming down with with Colonial. They're going to they're gonna get like a caravan of about a bunch of cars. So, yeah, yeah, I, I really invite those kids. And then they could hit us up on Blue Steam Recruiting or come, you guys could show them exactly where to come. And I'll, you know, I keep, I think every day now I put out the little flyer so that they could register and uh, you know we're not going to cap it off we usually cap it at around 300 but we have chris chambers former dolphin um former san diego charger you know who, who leads our uh, yes. entire deal he's one of the best i mean you know that's the one thing i get to see guys and before you know before i go i gotta tell you that and it's maybe not just down here but it's i'm sure it's everywhere but we have dedicated guys who played in the nfl who don't necessarily have kids on the team but they they actually work so hard like that they're working for a 
yes, you watch sir. your coach on St. Thomas Aquinas, I'm telling you, I've never seen a man work harder. Uh, cool. University school has Channing Crowder, he used to play with the Dolphins, mm-hmm. and, and Arturo Freeman, uh, you know, guys like that who played in the league, but they give everything that they can. Uh, Donald Bennett, former Hurricane running back, yes, I know he has a couple of kids at Cardinal Gibbons, he went there. But these guys really, they don't, you know, they don't, uh, big time anybody. You know how you get an NFL guy and go, oh, you know, I pay my dues. But these guys, you know, they take this to heart because they love the game. And then Chris Chambers' uh, deal, he, he loves it so much that, uh, you know, he, he calls me every day and says, hey, how many more kids do we get? <laughs> and, wow. uh, we, and we also started a girls uh, thing, too, uh, last year. And we had 120 girls. The first one we ever did, we're going to do another one. And uh, we've already invited Tampa Robinson because they're going to, they're, they're, the, they're the queens. So yes, they're the flag football uh, champs. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and, he, and their coach is really on board. So, yeah, I, we, have a, we have a passion for this. We love it. And, uh, that's what we do. Yes, sir. We'll definitely make sure we repost that information and get the kids out. I have uh, two more questions for you. My my next one is to follow up with the players. Who do you, uh, What are some names that you heard of that could be top players from the Tampa area? Well, obviously, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna include Lakeland, <laughs> yes, Bowman. <laughs> they have a running back we we saw as a ninth grader. Now he's a senior. Uh, easily one of the top kids that we've seen. I mean, and and, and you know, guys like that. When I go to the camp kids, uh, as you were mentioning before, uh, we saw the, uh, uh, what's his name, the kid from Largo, what's his name from Largo, who was a big time player, uh, the Lawrence, uh, how do you, I, See, I, I no. pronounce his last name. I know yeah. you're talking about, I know you're talking about committed from, to Florida State. Yes, K.O. Feely, or K.O., and yeah. then, yes, then we had the, 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 the linebacker, Mathis, who yes, also, going to Miami. Uh, you know, who, who was really, really good, I mean, he, he was coming off an injury, so a lot of people... You know, didn't have an opportunity to see him. But, you know, you look at the kid from Lakeland, Arian Smith, who I think is a, a, big, a big-time kid. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, he's a, he's a he, I think, believe he's going to commit to Georgia if he hasn't already. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's so much talent in that area. And you look now, and because of IMG and, and IMG's guys, and, you know, getting guys, uh, you know, they never had, like, they have a kid, Elias Rick. So we'll never have back in the day. And then I think it's awesome to, you know, to kind of see kids, like that, step up their game. The, the, the kid I was thinking about is Lawrence Taylorfield. Yeah, uh, and that was Yeah, he's, he's a big-time guy. You know, the Kendall Dennis kid also from Lakeland. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's the one thing you guys know as well as anybody. You look at the kids in the area from, from uh, Polk County. I mean, these are big-time kids. Uh, you know, I got a chance to see D'Angelo Taylor last year from Tampa Catholic, mm-hmm. who I think is a, is a big-time player. And, you know, he's, he's moving up the... You know, the charge pretty quick. Um, yeah, there's a there's a ton of kids from the area. We all know that, uh, you know, that Armwood has been a factor. Uh, you look at Jalen Harrell, you know, for who had a chance to watch him. Yes, sir. Um, there's, there's a lot, you know, I mean, that's the one thing that, that when you get a chance to travel, you get a chance to see him. Uh, the Pender kid from Armwood, who I saw last year as well. Yes, sir. I think he's pretty special. Um, uh, but I mean, so, what about some of the guys that you have seen in that area? Because I, I kind of look at uh, you know, like Lake Gibson and Lake Wales in that area. And, yes, you know, sir. Look at Cluster, you know, Fargo, and uh, you know, I mean, there's a, you guys have an abundance of talent every year. Yes, right. sir. We have. I know we have. What's my guy Mario Williams from Plan City High School? He's a top 100 player right now. We have a Jai Hall at yeah. Arnwood High School. He's a top 100 receiver. Charles Montgomery is a top top player. He's blowing up. Michael Trigg from Sephora Christian. Uh, BP. Who you, who else you want to? He had a Clyde. He asked about the Clyde Pender, Telfery, uh, Jaleel Core, guys like that. We forgot Desmond Watson. Yeah. You know that's big Desmond time Watson, defensive lineman. Guys that you already <laughs> talked about. So man, we're happy with the guys' name. It's just just to go off of you and get that feel from you. Just like we can tell the passion that you have for it, and we love it, man. We appreciate everything you have done over these last years. I enjoy it, man. Like I said, if you have a passion for something, and that's you know, I Jason Taylor and I talked one day about that, and he says, man you got that passion for this. And I said, you know, that's the whole thing. Whether you're, whether I'm 20 or 50 or whatever I am, it's, it's the fact that what I do, you know, when you see a DeMarcus Bowman and, and you know, or you see a Gervon Dexter from Lake Wales, or yes, guys sir. like that, you, you kind of look at it and say to yourself, wow, these kids want to play. I mean, they want to play at the next level. And uh, and they do. And then, uh, you know, they get an opportunity. It's guys like you who 
you guys kind of promote them from the beginning, and then they kind of do their own thing and take off a little bit. And before you know it, you know you have you have big time talent. I mean, one of the guys, is, and, and I'll give you a, a for instance. I know a lot of guys probably listen in your area or just around the state. One of the kids that I was extremely high on when he was in high school, when he went to Nature Coast, is Matthew Breida. And look at where he is mm-hmm. today. He starts running back at the 49ers. Uh, a guy that Coach Taz and I were screaming at people. I mean, you've got to get him. You've got to watch this kid. This kid is a real big-time player. Ends up going to a freaking Georgia Southern, yes, you know, sir. a school that's not, you know, not known for churning out big-time players. And look at where he is. And that's what I tell every kid when they come. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the camps or any of the events that we run. It's not where you start out, it's where you end up. And I always challenge them to listen to the starting lineups of every Super Bowl. I said, you know what? Half those schools you never even heard of before. Yes, sir. And that's what, that's, and, and that's the big thing. You know, I mean, uh, you know, you, you, you get a kid from uh, Florida A&M uh, who, you know, and, we, and right now, you know, Florida A&M's having one of the best shooters that they've had in years. Yes, so sir. They went out and recruit a kid. And uh, you know, Bethune's always getting good kids. Now you have those Division One, uh, Division Two schools, and that's why I said, you know, having programs in, in this area, and you know, in, in the state, that 22, 23 college program, only going to give these kids that we work hard to to promote uh, throughout their youth and high school an opportunity to land and in the Sunshine State, not somewhere else. Yes, yes sir. sir. We agree. We we're all about trying to keep talent home. That's a big thing we've been trying to push with the Tampa kids. Like, hey. You guys, USF is right there. You don't get those big opportunities. Yeah. Always take a look at USF. Yeah, I agree. You know, and that's one of my favorite, uh, you know, one of my favorite uh, camps to go to. I, and I just, you know, I mean, it just, it's a shame that they're not winning the way that a lot of people want them to win. Uh, it's not like they don't have facilities because they do. They play in one of the nicest stadiums in, in college football. Uh, yeah, albeit it's not on campus, but you know what? University of Miami does play on campus. Yes, sir. And, it, and it's like it's like my dad always told me. Uh, you know, he always said, you know, like someone would say, "Look at that glove. That's a terrible glove." And he said, "It's not the glove; it's the person using." It. Yes, so, sir. You know, it's, you know, that's what I always say. You know, you could have the best fights in the world, look all spiffy, and you know, have every you know cat on known to man. But if you can't play the game. Uh, you know, when a kid will come up to me, and the biggest thing is, the most overused thing is, oh, I run a 4 4 40. Yes, well, you know what? That's great. But if you can't play the game, all a 4 4 does is get you somewhere faster to make mistakes. <laughs> so, you know, what I mean? <laughs> that's all it does. So, yes, right. In the end, uh, play the game. 4 4 40s will help you when you can play the game. Well, man, we thank you so much for coming on, for giving us that knowledge that you gave us today, and the people that are listening to us. Again, they could follow you. At your, on your Twitter page and website Larry. and things like that. Go ahead. Yes, take. sir. So we want to make sure we give you a shout out. Make sure you guys follow him at Larry Bluestein. You have a website, SouthFloridaHighSchoolSports.com, correct? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, and yes, you have a radio show on, and is it 560 WQAM from tomorrow, I believe? Yes, every tomorrow night. We'll be on tomorrow night to 8 to 10. We've got a really good guest list. You could dial up WQAM.com and listen to us live. And uh, it's awesome. You know, I mean, we got, and we, we all not only have guys from down here in the off season, we have college coaches from all over the country. So if kids are interested in going to Utah or Wisconsin or, you know, we have PJ Fleck from Minnesota on. We've had, oh, you know, yes. we have, have we had uh, almost every major college. We have Willie Taggart on, uh, you know, in the off season. Maybe we were the ones that ran them out. Yeah. But we, we appreciate you guys. And, uh, like I said, anytime you need us, uh, we're here. Thank we we so definitely much. appreciate it. We got to have you on again Bye, before guys. National Signing Day. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Good stuff. All right, man. All right, man. Take Thank you. you. Have a good night. You too. And that was a great interview that we had there, man. We appreciate you for coming out with us and listening to us this week. We're going to go ahead and clear the deck and get it over with, man. Go ahead and grab a couple of those playing cards and clear the pile. You can reach that guy at clearthepile.com. And TJ, you got anything to say to the folks before we exit? Yes, sir. We just want to say thank you to Larry Bluestein once again for coming on and giving us an interview. He gave us great quality, great information for all prospects. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Larry Bluestein. Get your recruiting tapes out and all that. We also want to say good luck to everybody playing on Friday, man. We want you all to represent your school, your family, the county well. Good luck if we picked against you again. We hope you make us look crazy. Get that W, man. We yes, are rooting sir. for you. 
keep doing what you're doing, guys, man. Stay focused. Respect your parents. Respect your elders. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Continue your success in your classroom. And we'll catch you next week for round three, baby. Yes, sir. And we are out. It's a game. I came up from nothing. You can't tell me. Yeah, did it on my own. Check out my neck, check out my wrist. Yeah, I swear I ain't never expected it to be like this. Now I'm getting rich. I swear every day we live. Yeah, every day we live. Yeah, you can't tell me. Yeah, remember I was broke. Yeah, now I'm getting rich. Yeah, yeah. when you diamond colder than a boot, then you know you lit. When you quit, you take a then you know you lit. Every day we lit. Yeah, every day we lit. Yeah, every day we lit. Yeah, every day we lit. Yeah.